This episode is in support of the British Red Cross. Disasters and emergencies can strike at any time and anywhere. With millions of volunteers across 192 countries, the British Red Cross is part of a movement that's there for people as soon as a crisis happens. Your support means they can reach anyone, anywhere, with the help they need to get through it. For example, in the UK, when an emergency like a flood hits, your support means the British Red Cross is there to give the all-important emotional support people often need. Help organise cleanups and provide them with food and fresh water. And as conflict in Ukraine tears lives apart, your support means the Red Cross movement has reached over 5 million people so far, helping families evacuate providing medical assistance and giving a warm meal and a listening ear for people to talk about their experiences. But without the kind of people who support the British Red Cross, their work wouldn't happen. You make what the Red Cross do possible. It starts with you. So, support the British Red Cross at redcross.org.uk. Thank you. Hello there, and welcome. Now, it wouldn't be Christmas without a good old-fashioned edge-of-your-seat blockbuster, now would it? In 1984, one man made a comeback to the big screen. A man who back then certainly didn't belong in a museum. adventure has a name. It must be Indiana Jones. This is serious! From Steven Spielberg and George Lucas. Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Believe me, you will, Dr. Jones. <laughs> After the enormous success, of Raiders of the Lost Ark in 1981, the audience not only expected but demanded a sequel. Spielberg had so many set pieces left over from Raiders that many an action sequence was raring to go. George Lucas had decided to go a bit darker, and with that the story went in a number of directions, but once again the stunt action is on top form. Stunt coordinator is Vic Armstrong regardless of what the credits say. The on-screen credits have Vic as studio coordinator and Glenn Randall Jr. as location coordinator with Dean Ferrandini as coordinator in Hollywood for pickup shots. 
Vic makes it very clear in his book that the atmosphere between him and Glenn was frosty, to say the least. Being told you're the stunt coordinator to then find another guy being there shouting the odds was awkward, to say the least. It took a face-to-face -face meeting with Spielberg to make him realise that this issue wasn't going to go away any time soon. Anyway, Glenn was asked, or told, to go, and the production carried on without him. The irony is that years down the line, Vic and Glenn are pals all over again, but tensions and expectations were high because this was such an important movie in the trilogy. The action set pieces on screen were the Obi-Wan nightclub sequence where Dr. Jones, sporting his best Sean Connery Goldfinger white tux jacket and red carnation, is in a spot opposite the Shanghai underworld. Lao Che has a diamond that Indy wants, and instead of a simple handover, it turns out to be a fight for Indy's life as he drinks a glass of poison champagne and must not only get the diamond, but now needs the poison's antidote. The sequence includes a number of stunt performers, including Doug Robinson as one of the Shanghai gang we see throwing Indy into the band. One of the band members was stuntman Tip Tipping, who plays a rather startled trombone player, who then falls from the bandstand onto the dance floor as Vic Armstrong, doubling Harrison Ford, crashes into it. Bill Reed is the huge man who crashes the gong before diving over the wall, and Wendy Leach is doubling Kate Capshaw as singer Willie Scott. The end of the sequence has the aforementioned gong rolling along the floor before being shot at with machine gun fire and Indian Willie are hiding behind it before jumping from a window, falling through the canopies and dropping into the back of Short Round's car. This gag was created with Dave Bickers, alongside Vic Armstrong, who had asked Dave to come up with a safer way to get him and wife Wendy from the top to the bottom. Dave reworked a piece of equipment used in the training of a parachute jump for the shot. It's effectively a, a spool of cable being fed out at a regulated speed, allowing the performer to have a controlled fall. This piece of equipment became an industry standard and is now called the Fandescender. One important factor here is use of stuntman Philip Tan, who plays the role of the chief henchman in this sequence, but was also brought in by Vic to train Jonathan Kikwan as short round in his martial arts. And I remember that Jonathan arrived by accident and then he came along to support his brother, who was auditioning for the role of Short Round the first time. 
didn't speak very good English, and by the end of filming, not only did he learn the lines, he also remembered all the choreography and was foot-perfect throughout. Philip joined the British Stunt Register in 1986 and has been a staple part of action cinema ever since. On the subject of Short Round, he is seen driving the car during the chase through the Shanghai streets, but for the scene, stuntman Gareth Mill was doing the driving. Another action set piece is Indy, Willie and Shorty bailing from the aircraft in a rubber dinghy. Now, if you overlook the ridiculous physics of the entire sequence and let the adrenaline wash over you, it's huge fun to watch. Although was incredibly taxing and physically difficult to obtain. Stuntwoman Donna Keegan injured herself during the water rafting sequence filmed in California by Frank Marshall. Elephants made an appearance, and once again, the butt of the jokes in this sequence is Willie Scott, who's thrown from her elephant into a pool of water. Once again doubled by Wendy Leach. Okay, safety.
in close-up, and his involvement during the fight with wrestler Pat Roach made Harrison's job much easier when he did return to the UK. It's safe to say that without Vic's work, the production would have closed and lost millions of dollars. The final sequence is set on the rope bridge and is a very clever piece of filmmaking. For the long shots, mechanical dummies are attached to the bridge, and when the bridge is detonated, the dummies fall into the ravine below, flailing their arms and legs. Close-up was filmed back at the studio, with Vic doubling Indy, Frank Henson doubling Mola Ram, and Felix Silla doubling Shorty. The fight between Vic and Frank didn't go quite according to plan, as they explain here. Indiana Jones and Temple of Doom. Yeah, I'm on, on there, because I'm doubling the arch-villain. Frank is wonderful, wonderful sense of humour. And I had him doubling Mola Ram on uh, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. I fought with him on that hanging stair at the bridge. Uh, when the bridge had broken, we're now hanging on it. Up the top one is Vic and I, obviously. But on the 30-foot ones is Harrison and I. I've always got on well with Harrison. I've worked on about four or five films with him. I've been out to dinner with him, a lovely man. And Harrison said, I don't want to fight with him, the actor. He said he may not know where to miss and all that, so I'll have Frank up there. Vic said to me, you'll get a thousand pounds for shaving your hair. I said, Vic, you can do it all day long. <laughs> Every week. <laughs> and the broke bridge is broken, we're now hanging on it, and I'm fighting them, and the sky's falling past us, down into the crocodiles below. And I'm hanging on the, on the ladder at the bottom, nearly gone and, and Frank had to fall off the top one of the rungs he's trying to escape one of the rungs break and he falls goes past me and then grabs a rung below me and we carry on fighting like an idiot I put a, a small harness on here and I hooked on there instead of having it up here so as I let go the weight of the body, I've turned over. And he came by me and bashed off me and flew past. And I thought his cable had snapped because he went so fast and a bit further than we'd measured. It was so quick and the next minute, Vic is, has grabbed me because he thinks I'm going and we're fighting. Wait, Christ's sake, Frank, are you all right? Bang. Christ, I thought we'd lost you there. Bang! And he kicks me in the nuts. And I bash him on head. 
I think, to be honest, Vic was more relieved than me that I'd stopped. And it was so funny, I was worried to death about him and punching the shit out of him at the same time. <laughs> well, that's it for this week. Don't forget to join us on YouTube on Friday for a more extensive look at the film, which just leaves me and my family at the Pod Dojo Network to wish you and your families a very happy and prosperous New Year. Oh, uh, if action is your game, please remember to stay safe. Until 2023, it's bye for now.